firmness on the surface of the waters. Such that when that man stepped out of the boat, rather than him sinking, that word that came out of Jesus held his feet on the face of the waters. The words that I speak unto you, they are not just words, they are not just utterances, they are not just speeches. The words that I speak to you, the words are spirit. They have capacity to give life. That's why the book of Hebrews said, the word of God is quick. The word of God is quick. Another word for the word quick is the word of God is alive. Is it where the word of God is a living thing? It's a living thing. It's not just a speech. It's not just a document. The word of God is a living thing. See how can the word of God? Word is a living thing. Have you ever come in contact with the word of God before? You believe. The problem why we are not alive, the reason why we are not alive, or a lot of people are not alive, is because they have not contacted the word. Because the word quickens. The word suffers not death to be. The word can never allow death. Because the word is quick. The word is alive. Not only is it alive, the word is also powerful. Someone say, the word, the word. is powerful. It's powerful. When God wants to strengthen someone, lift someone up, empower someone, he sends his word. Because the word is not just alive, the word is powerful. It's quick and it's 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 powerful. And, it's and, it's powerful. and as we begin to speak the words of God this morning, we're not just discussing. This is not just Sunday school. This is not just a sermon. This is not just preaching. This is not just a man of God speaking. When we are preaching and we are speaking this morning, we are all together, both he that is speaking and those who are hearing. We are all participating in the activity of that which is quick and that which is powerful. Jesus said they are spirits and they are life. So if I come to you and for example I say, be strengthened. I'm not just in that sense praying for you. Yes, I'm praying for you, Father. But what I'm actually doing is I'm releasing spirit. We are releasing spirit. We are releasing spirit. And that's why our prayers are always powerful. Anytime we are gathered, gathered together to pray. Anytime we are releasing words over this atmosphere, over this community, over this territory, over Badagri, what we are actually doing is we are deploying spirits. Because spirits execute death and execute darkness. If Satan, listen, biology told us, if you put a foot or an anchor in a rat, dies, and you leave a dead rat here, after two days, after one day, what happens? The rat starts to walk space. 
cell or speak. And there's a stage of death that affects this case. Do you know what is happening? There are bacteria, very tiny animals that you cannot see, called the microorganisms, that visit the rat and begin to create that aroma of death. So you come and be like, mm, something is funny. But actually, there are agents acting on that death act, that dead animal, causing the fragrance of death to fill this place. So also, is in the realm of the spirit, when you see darkness pervading an area, check it out very well. Spirits are involved. When you see violence, death, decadence, Unproductivity, uh, lack of progress, diminishing, uh, 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 just destruction, retrogression, setbacks. Uh, there is no progress in things. If you check that out, you might not necessarily see demons in tongues, but if you, they call them micro. Organisms. You can't see them, even though in the, even so in the realm of the spirit, you see the activities in the natural, in the physical. But actually, what's responsible are spirits. So, also for good, when we come into that atmosphere, right, what we bring about is change. We release spirits into the air, we release the angels of God into the air. Are they not ministry? Diminishing spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So, when we come into an atmosphere, what we actually do is that we deploy spirits, we release spirits, we deploy spirits, we release spirits. Alright? And one of the ways by which we release spirits is by the word of God. Because the way angels work, he said, Bless the Lord, he is angels, he is ministry. Who had come to the voice of his word? Yeah. Angels are yeah. don't respect you in the sense of you. Okay? By your stature. Scripture recorded that what is man that thou art mindful of him, but the son of man that thou takest note of him, because thou hast made man and you do know what are angels. Right? Blessed, bless the Lord, these angels that excel in strength. Angels are more powerful. Than human beings, than Christians. So, in terms of strength for strength, they don't, angels don't respect you. Okay? But angels respect something about you. Amen. Now, what, what angels respect about you is that you are the carrier and the executor of the word of God. Hallelujah. Do you understand this? Yes, sir. Now, that's why Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me on earth, I also, I will be ashamed of you before my heavenly father and before I will confess you to his holy angels. Okay? Now, you develop a reputation with the angelic or with the realm of the spirit. The more we begin to receive and absorb the person of Jesus. Now, the person of Jesus, he has a name. One of the names of Jesus is the Word. Word of God. So the more we receive, the more we 
quality of life, of progress, of change, of transformation, we begin to see how darkness receives and leaves. Why? Because this light shines in darkness. Yes. And darkness cannot comprehend it, stand it, cohabit with it, or exist in it. With the, with, 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 with the spell the activities of darkness. Why? Because we receive the activities. We are able to operate light. And we are able to uh, deploy the activities of the angel or the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand this? That's the power of God's word. That's the power of God's word. And most of you, you want to change certain things in your life that you look at your life and you see certain activities in your life that are not consistent with the activities of God. They are not consistent with the nature of God. They are not consistent with life. Jesus said the words that I speak of to you, they are spirit and they are life. Yes. He said in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Yes. You see certain activities in your life, and they are not consistent with life and light. They are consistent with darkness. Alright? You see certain things in your life, like this is not of God. This is not progress. This is not consistent with God. And what, what you, need to, you need to do in those situations is that you need to be able to release the reagents of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Alright? Alright? Yes. You need to be able to release the agents of the kingdom. And one of the ways by which you do that is that you give voice to his word. You can achieve that in your life. You can achieve that over a territory. You can achieve that over a region. You can achieve that in someone else's life yeah. by enforcing the reality yeah. of God and enforcing the reality of the kingdom. Yeah. By pushing God's word. Yeah. And as you need to push God's word, you need to watch as angels of God, angels of heaven, yeah. begin to give life and activity to the things that you have declared. Do we understand this? Yeah. And as you begin to speak His word, as we, and, and, and what I'm trying to do this morning is I'm trying to change your attitude and, and your approach to His Word. Whether it's the study of the Word or the listening of the Word, we are not just doing something natural and something ordinary. What we are doing is that we are moving in the corridors and the terrains of the Spirit of Amen. God. Hallelujah. And of the power of God. Because the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. And their life. So in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, I want someone to read. I just need that, I didn't I didn't quite believe that foundation. I just wanted to give that simple foundation. <coughs> and the Lord has said unto Abraham. If you don't mind, can you please turn forward and sit here? I want you to use the microphone. That means that what God has anointed to be here for us today. Please sit down. Thank you so much. So I, I really want you to pay attention, read your Bible, and also listen to Romy as she reads. Genesis chapter 12, we're going to read verse 1 to verse 3. You can start. And the Lord has said unto them, Get thee out of the country, and from the kingdom, and from the father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Hold on, hold on. Now, 
In verse 12, what happened? What did God do? Instructed him. God said unto Abraham. What did God do? God said unto Abraham. Now, you see, this is not just a discussion. It's not just uh, Abraham. Let's be going to let's be back and let's go to Jerusalem. I told you that the words that I speak unto you, they are what spirits and they are spirits and they are life. So the reality of this conversation in Genesis chapter twelve verse one is that there is something deeper going on. Do you understand this? There's something very deep. There's a transaction of spirit and a transaction of what? Life. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit. They are spirit and they are what? They are life. So Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, God said unto Abraham, saying, Get out of your country to a land that I'm going to show you. And in verse 2, what did he say in verse 2? And I will make you a great nation. Continue. And I will bless you. And I will bless you. And make your name great. And I will make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And you shall be a blessing. Now hold on. Abraham, I will. Bless you. I will make your name great. I will make you a great nation so that you can be a blessing. Reverse Eva. And I will bless them that bless you. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. And in this shall all families of the earth be blessed. Again, so the reason why God is blessing Abraham, yes, God wants to bless Abraham. God wants Abraham's name to be great. God wants to make Abraham a great nation. But the reason why God wants to do all these things is that God wants Abraham to be a blessing. Amen. Wow. Just in case Abraham does not understand what I'm saying to you in verse 2, he came again to verse 3 and said, Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Why am I doing all these things for you? It's because through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Apostles chapter 3, verse 25. A preacher in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 25, referred to the conversation between God and Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Let's look at how that preacher captured that conversation with Abraham. Acts chapter 3, verse 25. Ye are the children of, of the prophet. You are the 
that be more powerful. Spirit, the realm of the spirit is like wine. If you meet, if you meet a, a pan wine tower that is just coming from a pantry with fresh pan wine, I don't drink pan wine. Just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I know. With fresh, if you meet a, a fresh wine from a pan wine tower that is just coming from the pantry,
You are children of the covenant God made to Abraham. There's a difference. And the reason God made that covenant is that now another word for the covenant God made with Abraham. Can I tell you? That conversation, that speech between God and Abraham in Genesis 4, that that creature in Acts 3 called covenant. Can I tell you another name for it? Another thing, the other name you can call it is mandate. Wow. Is a commitment of God. And check throughout the Bible. Everything God has done, ever done with man, has been in accordance to that covenant. How that God will visit a man, empower a man. How God will visit a man. Jesus spoke about that visitation in his wives. He said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit him? Another version says, Or the son of man that you take care of him. How God will come to a man, visit a man, and in accordance to that covenant or mandate, God will bless the man. God will make the name of the man great. God will make the man a nation. Increase the man, multiply the man, enlarge the man. And why is God concentrating so much on ministration to the man? He's doing that so that through the man, God can reach the earth. God comes to a man in covenant and says, This is what I'm going to do with you. Have you ever imagined why every Sunday, every Wednesday, God is always God is always sending his pastors and his and his servants to bring you words? Remember, we started. Anytime God is bringing you words, they are not just discussion or speech, they are spirit. Why, why is God always investing spirit every Wednesday? Investing spirit every Sunday. And then you also get go to your house in your own personal devotion. They come to you again and they begin to communicate spirit and spirit and life to you. Why? What is man? What is man? David said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than angels. Yes, you have crowned him with glory. Why are you taking him with glory? Why are you ministering glory to him? Why are you bringing honor to him? Ooh, what is man? What is man? What is man? Mommy, you are going to read another place in Galatians, just in case someone is not convinced. Galatians chapter 3. You are going to read verse 8. Did you finish that Acts 3? Please go back to that Acts 3. Let's finish it. Just Acts 3, verse 25. Ye are the children of the prophets. Ye are the children of the prophets. And of the covenants which God made with us. And also children of the covenants which God made with our Father. Where? Saying unto Abraham. Where he said unto Abraham. In thy 
is the entire Bahamian to tap. But let's first start. We are going to start the project from Pastor Yomi's street. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, read, 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 read again verse 8. And the scripture. And the scripture. Foreseeing. Foreseeing. Not you repay. That God will justify the hidden. That God is going to justify the hidden through faith. Can I tell you the meaning of that? That God is going to bring you and I into the same covenant. God is about to cut with Abraham. True faith. Now, there's a covenant God is about to cut with Abraham. There's a mandate God is about to put on the life of Abraham. There's a conversation God is about to have with Abraham. Ultimately, those that are justified by faith will also come into that same conversation. But before they come, let me first have it with Abraham. Because everybody that will be justified by faith, in other words, everybody that will become a Christian, will ultimately become children of that covenant. Do we understand this? So when you listen around, you read, I won't disturb you. Okay, verse 8. And the scripture. And the scripture. Yes. For seeing that God will justify the hidden through faith. For seeing that God is going to justify you and I. You and I are the hidden through faith. Uh-huh. Preach before the gospel of to Abraham. Preach first. So that mandate, that covenant, God had it what first with who? Abraham. So the fact that God had it first with Abraham, God is saying it's not only Abraham who had it. Yes. Preach first the gospel unto Abraham. Go ahead. Say. Sit down. Listen. What did he say to Abraham? He preached the gospel. That is, he gave him the gospel. Now. This word God has with Abraham is the same thing that preacher in Acts chapter that he called what? Covenant. It's the same thing this preacher in Galatians is calling what? The gospel. He said he preached the gospel to him. In other words, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, there was a spirit that appeared to Abraham. The name of that spirit, you know what it's called? The name of that spirit is called the scripture. Yes. <laughs> now, if that scripture was documented, I tell you, this thing that you can't hear about, like I told you, you know, I, I'm not the one telling you things that are strange. I'm, we are reading, thank God I'm not the one that I read it for my Bible, except that I'm right home to read nonsense. Not the guy Bible. No. So, you are going to read for us in that strange class. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify you and I by faith, preach the gospel. How can scripture preach the gospel? <laughs> now, when that scripture appeared to Abraham and preached the gospel to Abraham, I mean, what did that scripture tell Abraham? Say indeed. Say indeed. indeed. Shall all nations be blessed? Shall all nations be blessed? Bible students, where was this account written in the Bible? Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. Okay, so let's go back to Genesis chapter 12. What are you going to read verse 1 of Genesis chapter 12? It's a strange, it's a strange verse. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. 
What will make that happen is that Abraham, I will bless you. Yes. I will make your name great. I will make you a nation. You shall be blessed. All the nations of the earth cannot be blessed through you until I have done these things I have said in you and to you. Then that which I meant to do to the nations of the earth through you will happen. Are you following me? The covenant God made with Abraham was that through you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. But it is not telling us in the sign that the way to make that happen is that we ourselves we must come into the blessing. Read the sign again, morning. So then, the preview of faith. So then, if precious comes into the faith, and blessed, she is blessed. Now, with faithful Abraham. The same way Abraham has us to be blessed so that he can be a blessing is the same way precious must come into the blessing so that the nations of the earth through her can come to the blessing. Yes. Yes. Am I, am I having a conversation? Yes. This is who. This is who. This is too good to be true. This is too big to be true for me. I know that's our challenge here. How can we have me? We are something God is going to be. Hey! 
sort you out. Oh my God. God will God will so God will so sort you out. But you first need to come out of that pain. You remember what Pastor Zach was telling you yesterday? You know, how how we need to begin to think beyond your smallness. The smallness of your father's house. The smallness of your country. And after you must stop thinking like a Nigerian. You know, there's a way for her that has oppressed us so much. Like that this Nigeria, everything just is the same. Why did you talk to me to love people? To me, this is a lot of young people. Ah, well, like, ah. This moment, what would you take? Manage to speak up. So, what are you not to take out? We are finished. We are done. Stop, stop thinking small. Don't think like a Nigerian. Eh? Like Pastor Zach was saying yesterday. Don't even think like a Badagrarian. Ah, I'm 
set up a God for themselves just to satisfy their need. That's a father's house behavior. A man, a preacher in the New Testament by the name Stephen, I think in Acts of Apostles, is it chapter 12? Don't open to it, please don't open to it. But the account, remember when Stephen was going to be stoned and they gave him an opportunity to defend himself. He said, Men and brethren, I want to remind you that our fathers were on the other side of the Mesopotamian river given over to idolatry. He was referring to Abraham and his fathers. What they do in the father's house is that they heap up idols for their own needs. When God appeared, I think, to Gideon, God told Gideon, he said, destroy first the idol in your father's house. The reason why Esau could not flow into the covenant was because his heart was locked up. How do I know his heart was locked up in the father's house? It was because when the blessing came to him when he was hungry, the blessing was upon him, and when he was hungry, he told Jacob, Jacob said, give me your better and I'll give you porridge. You know what Esau said? Esau said, who bears right? Who bears right here? God had it. Heaven had it. Oh, Jesus. Yes. When you make such careless statements, when you compromise to get money, compromise to get results. Okay? Right? Because you feel God is not able to save. You're about to say, I feel more called. Would find a solution to it. Those kinds of those kinds of conversations of the heart they disqualify from the salvation of God. By salvation of God, I mean they disqualify from the manifestation of God's power and strength in your life. Esau said, I wonder who who better right here. No, 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 Esau, you don't understand. As long as you carry that thing, you carry that. Mm. That heaven opened over him and said, You are not ordinary. You can't die. I will give you, I will give, in fact, I, I will give you food to eat and clothing to put on. Jacob woke up woke from that revelation when he saw the ladder of God and replied, God, he said, God, if you will keep me in the way that I go, just as you have said, if you will give me food to eat, if you will give me raiment to put on, Jacob knew that food for survival, raiment to put on, is not the work of. Eh, what you can make happen? Kafi wa koshada, sharp man, smart man, compromise. Amen. That was what Esau did not know. Esau said, take that right, make a job. Why can't you even guess it? Okay, if you chop this porridge, finish. How the next porridge will come? Ah! <laughs> but Esau said, no. He said, Lord, you are going to give me, you are going to be you are the one that will give me food to eat. When it comes to Levi's house, he knew he wasn't stranded. Laban cheated him ten times. It doesn't matter. Yes. Because his business is not with Laban. His business is with the law. And he was telling the law. He said, Lord, you promised me that you were going to feed me, but this man is cheating me. And I was okay, not a problem. Uh, I give you a revelation. And by the time 
Jacob was done without revelation. All the wealth of Laban were converted to him. Why? Because his business is not with his employer. And that's why when your employer tells you to manipulate figures, the reason why you do not manipulate figures is not where I feel they will sack me. You don't have a business dealing with your boss. You are serving men as all to the Lord. So it passed from Abraham to Isaac. It was meant to flow, I believe strongly, that it would have flowed from Isaac to the two children because they were products of the same nature. But Esau disqualified himself. So it flowed into, into Jacob. And when Jacob gave birth, Jacob gave birth to 12 children, and the covenant flowed into the 12 children. So the, the, it's not a problem for it to flow into Men, Esau just was disqualified. Now, he flowed into 12 children. The 12 children grew up, had wives, married, and they were about roughly 70 persons. Now, there's a reason why I'm telling you this story. I'm telling this story so that you can understand what mom is about to read. So now, Abraham had died. Isaac had died. Now, it was not Jacob with his sons and with their wives and with their children. So now it has moved from just one person to about 70 persons. So now about 70 persons were carrying the mandate and were carrying the covenant upon their head. Remember that conversation of Genesis chapter 12. So 70, to 70 people were carrying that covenant and carrying that blessing over their head. So they got to a point when we is about to read, Psalm 105, verse 7. Please, don't worry, come out to me, let's just listen to one. 105, verse 7, please read from He is the Lord our God. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever. Ha! That what he did. Ha! He has not what? He has remembered. His covenant from heaven continues to read. He has remembered his covenant from heaven. From heaven? The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. The word? How many people did he command it to? Who did he start it with? He commanded his word that is his covenant to a thousand generations. Aha! Which covenant he made with Abraham? Which covenant? That word that he commanded for a thousand generations was that word that he made to Abraham. The word he made to Abraham, uh -huh. And his oath unto Isaac. And his oath to Isaac. So he was tracking the transference of that word commanded to a thousand generations that started with Abraham, flowed into Isaac. Uh -huh. And confirm the same unto Jacob. And he confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law. For a law. And so Hold on now. Can you see that? The word was commanded for a thousand generations. He started with Abraham, moved as an oath to Isaac, moved to Jacob for a law. Uh -huh. And to Israel for an everlasting covenant. And to Israel as an everlasting covenant. Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan. Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan. 
hold on, hold on. He gave them this covenant. And he gave them this law. A commandment to a thousand generations. He started with the man Abraham, flowed to Isaac, flowed to Jacob, lighted upon Israel, inherited it as a law and as a covenant for the entire nation. But at this point, they were but small. Let me read that last verse in that you Verse 12. Verse 12. When they were but a few men in number. Now, hold on. Now, what's your name? Say what? There's a way God can speak to you. Please, this is the cause of my message. I don't know that. This, this is a burden in my heart. Touches me so much. I'm about to share it. There's a way you can be in conversation with God. And God, there's a way God, He has got a mind person. I don't say God is deceiving you, but when you are with God, God, because God always speaks from eternity. He's, he's speaking from eternity and he's showing you things that are yet to come. And so when you come up into the eternal visions of God, into the eternal realms of God, and you begin to see conversations, you begin to hear conversations and see reality about your destiny that is yet to come to pass, it's always very exciting and sweet. And so long as you are in that realm, you are just enjoying the glory of God and the presence of God. But the problem starts when you come out from that realm of glory into your natural reality. You cannot. How many You see, the body's sun is very hot. Imagine being in an AC car for one hour and just enjoy full And then you get to the visit now. Come out of the AC. Now, we came in an AC car to this very, but you can see the way I was sweating. Because this is reality. That AC was realms of glory. Let me ask you a key question. Who was the first person to disobey the tent, to break the tent of animals? Who broke, who was the first sinner? Who broke the tent of animals? Moses! It was, it was in the cloud of glory for 40 days. They wrote the Ten Commandments on a tablet of stone. Immediately he came back from glory, he came into reality, and he saw that the children of Israel that he left were committed adultery. He carried the tablet and broke it. <laughs> because at times, realms of glory and reality are. How many of you have God spoken or showed you certain things about your life? Listen, if God has told you certain things about your life, you can't cry your hands about the future. Now, put your hands down. If your current reality now looks like what God has showed you, can I see your hands up? That's always the challenge. Now, for some of us, certain things God has told us has come to pass. Our reality has caught up with the things God has promised. But for a lot of us, especially I'm seeing because there are young faces here. Your, few, your present reality looks nothing like your future. Now, this is where people die. This is the trap that kills a lot of man-made carriers. Because you are listening to me right now, you are all excited, you are seeing the scripture, I'm showing you things about yourself, about the covenant God is speaking to you, God has made it with you, 
about the conversations God has had in thousands, thousands of years before you came, and now the fact that you are a child of that covenant God made with Abraham, you are excited. But yes, your bank account. Some of you, the sickness that you have struggled with before you came, are still there. The condition and your reality hasn't quite changed. So God said all these things about these beautiful people. He said what? They were small. Now, I want to talk about your small days. Let me please read that verse small again. Verse 12. When they were but a few, but a few men in number. Hold on. When they were but a few men in number. Who are these days? These days are the covenant carriers. Carriers of blessing. Carriers of God's word. Prophetic people. People who have a mandate over their life. But yet they were few. They were few in number. He says, when they were but few in number, I have yet very few. Yeah! Very few in number. A stranger. Destiny. So the fact that I am currently small 
that means I don't have a great destiny. For the fact that I am currently here too, maybe mandate has told me like Esau. You could be a carrier of the birthright and yet be hungry. I will repeat that again. I said, you could be a carrier of the birthright and yet be hungry. Now, for the fact that you are hungry, does not mean God is not with you. Yes, scripture says, we carry Jesus. And Jesus was an ungrateful. Have you read that in James translation? Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights, fasting and praying. And scripture recorded that Jesus was very hungry. For the fact that God has blessed you does not mean currently. For the fact that you are currently broke does not mean you are not. God has not prospered you.
Zechariah chapter 4. That's the final speech of the Lord. That's the final speech of the Lord. Read. Zechariah chapter 4. We are going to read from verse 1 to 10. Precious, are you listening to me? Focus on your job. You see, paying attention to your little days and your little beginnings, being fixated, being worried, being wondered, being perplexed, being troubled by the littleness of your reality is a trap. Don't focus. People who do so, they get disqualified from the market. Scripture recorded concerning Abraham's precious. He said Abraham staggered not at the promises. How did he do it? He said Abraham did not consider. That's how it is. What's your name again? Someone. Romans 4. Don't mind what we don't want to Romans 4 said Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God, but he was strong in faith. How did he do it? He did it. By Scripture saying he did not consider the deadness of his body, neither did he consider the deadness of Abraham's If he had considered the reality of his littleness, he would enter the promise. Hebrews 11 said, People who say such things, what do they say? Say, But now we seek a better country. He said, if they have been mindful of the country that they are, from which they left, they would have had occasion to return. Okay? Precious. Don't look to the littleness. Don't look to the littleness. My sister, what's your name? What's your name? I am. Miracle. I love what he said, miracle. Miracle. Keep saying it like that. Miracle. <laughs> Don't look to the littleness of reality. I think that God never consults. You see, it's easier to believe God. Tell me certain things if you were that child. Tell us that if you were very son. You have not said that I'll bless you. You say, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. But God is not man. Man that looks at your estates to bless you because genuinely they are not interested in blessing, they are investing in your greatness. Now, when you come to your estate, you can never go. That's the way men behave. That's what, what can you give? When, you, when God makes you, what, what can you give God? Eh? What can you give God? But even the things you call offering. Finally, we are going to read this scripture. I'm only going to read it to 
was Zechariah chapter 4. We are going to read from verse 1 to 10. No, no specials, they don't look into your Bible. I want you to listen to all this. Yes, God has anointed our mouth to, to bless us with his words this afternoon. But I am going to be punctuating from time to time. But I want you to pay attention to what you about to read. Zechariah chapter 4, from verse 1. And the angel that talked with me. And the angel that talked with me came again. There was an angel that spoke with you yesterday night. Yesterday night was not ordinary. That angel is speaking to you again. Again. Remember, I told you these words, they are spirit and they are life. This conversation is not a discourse. I'm not, I'm not preaching a sermon. I know. It sounds as if I'm preaching a good sermon, but it's not a sermon. I'm reading into conversations that are taking place thousands of years before you came. Because what the scripture foresaw that Samuel would be justified of things. That scripture happened because of you. That scripture happened because of pressures. That scripture happened because of miracles. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are deep conversations. And the angel that spoke, he came to me again. What did that angel say? Folks be, he woke me as a man that is waking out of his sleep. As a man that is waking out of his sleep. This man was not sleeping. Zechariah was not sleeping. But he said, that angel came to me and brought me into a, a new level of consciousness. You know, when you are sleeping, you are unconscious of what is happening in your environment. When you say, ah, I woke up by 2 a.m., what you see meant was I came from an unconscious realm into a conscious realm. But Zachariah said, this angel came and ministered to me. And what it did to me, the effect it had on me, is as though I came from a realm of unconsciousness into a realm of consciousness. And it's the same thing the Lord is doing to you this afternoon. When he's bringing you into a realm of awareness. Some of you are awake. Like Paul said in the book of Ephesians, Awake, awake, O ye that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you life. Anytime God ministers a light of understanding to you, what, you are, what, what is happening to you is that you are waking up into a new consciousness. You are coming into a new awareness. And I don't want you to lose that awareness. Let me continue. Verse 2. And he said unto me, And he said unto me, What? What says thou? What are you seeing? And I said, And I said,
Abandoned. 
Wow. 
looks at the spirit. He looks at the mountain. He looks at the spirit. Who is this spirit? Nice. 
but by the shouts of grace. Yes. By the shouts of grace. The grace of the Lord is multiplied over your life. Grace is coming over your life. You shall be aware and be conscious. Next 
here and you see two minutes, please. Can I show you the final thing about the days of need to begin? Yes. yes. Precious, you see that thing you told me to begin? Eh? It's because you are not seeing it for value of consciousness. Can I show you how heaven sees the days of your need to begin? Can I show you? I will show you this precious and I'm going to close it. Mommy, please read that verse again and continue to the next verse. Please pay attention. Who has despised the days of little beginnings now? Please, please hold on. Contextually, what were they calling these days of little beginnings? They were calling the days of the foundation. Remember, the temple is at the foundation level. Yeah. We know how we suffer, we know how we gave everybody empty accounts. Just don't make this There's no money again. So that's what they were calling what little beginnings. What they continue to read. For they shall rejoice. For, wait, hold on, hold on. Now, on one hand, some people are despised. Who are the people despised? The people despised are human beings that are not committed to them the task to build the house. So, on one hand, some people are despised. On another hand, what is beginning to talk about some people rejoice? Money, who are these people rejoicing? Please tell us. For they shall rejoice. For they Oh my 
Christian, thank you so much. God bless you. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Some people are looking at the foundation and they are looking at their might they and they are looking at their power and they are like, ah, we cannot get these things done. But the angel told Zechariah, yes, you don't have power, you don't have might, it's okay. But it's not only might and power, they use to achieve this. Yes! There's another way you can achieve it. It's through spirit. Yeah. Now, so spirit can be in his house. That's what I say. So question is, how does spirit be? We know how might be. We know how power be. If you have might or money, what you need to do is go buy a dog. Buy cement. Employ prepares. Start paying them. You see how might and power, money and muscle can pick house. Okay? What are they don't have might? They don't have power. And God said, don't want might and power. I can also use things to build this. So question is, question then is, how does spirit build? That scripture you just said, that said, spirit, spirit build when they are excited. Spirit field, if you can excite them. Remember, the, oh my God, the vision that I have saw is the vision of lampstand. Yes. With seven lamps. So imagine a lampstand in the middle and then having seven, seven. One, two, three, six, two, one. Two, three, so you count it three, six, four, five, five six, six, seven. seven. So a lamp that has imagine one lamp, one light can be lit on my like, on, on this week. Another one, my hand, another one, my hand. Imagine two doors yeah, yeah. So it's a lamp stand of seven lamps. Okay, just one. Or having seven branches. Okay, that's the word. Seven branches. The angel told me that those seven branches are the seven spirits of the Lord. They are the armor of the spirit. They are the seven spirits of the Lord. And that those seven spirits that you are seeing in that land, they are the ones that will help you build the house. So question, how can I engage those seven spirits to build? That's the question, right? The first now read, go back to the first step. Now says that this cell is who dares despise the days of slaughters since the seven eyes of the Lord that reach to and fro the earth rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. In other words, any time Zerubbabel steps out in faith. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. 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 Yes.
in your heart. You have said, Lord, even though I'm really true, even though I'm strong, but yet I believe that you have said. That is self-faith. Anytime, remember, spirit are meant to come and assist you in your days of to beginnings. Right? Anytime those seven spirits of God see the torment or the problem, the problem is what builders in those days. It's what bricklayers use to measure stones and whether they blocks are in alignment, straight or whether they are right. Yeah. So whatever the government built up in government is a sign that the government is ready to prepare. Remember, because he despised the days of this beginning, what did he do? He abandoned us. So the angel is telling him, do you believe what I'm telling you? Okay, you believe. If you, if you really believe, you will go back and pick that plumb line, that equipment for building. And scripture is just saying, whenever those seven spirits of God see that you are responding in faith, that's why you know that there is no answer. Yet you are believing the world. What happens? The seven spirits of God begin to rejoice. The branches begin to burn. The spirit of wisdom is released on your behalf. The spirit of revelation is released on your behalf. The spirit of counsel is released on your behalf. The spirit of might is released on your behalf. The favor of the Lord is released on your behalf. Things begin to happen in the earth. The remnant of the spirit is here. The resources of heaven are being deployed. Why? Because the Lord has speaked on the front line. How many of you are here today? You are telling the Lord. Despite of my natural realities, God, I'm picking up faith again. Yes. That's what you have said. I'm picking up belief. I'm picking up belief. I agree with you again. That's how you scare spirit. Can we scare spirit in the house? I pray the Lord in your hands. I pray in faith.
devoted to financial resources. And I'm speaking that qualifying with authority. And it's the empowerment so that you know exactly what I'm praying for. I'm praying for finance, for finance, for finance, for finance. 